0: Thanks for listening and remember <laughs> to oh, it a, a review mm. <laughs> and subscribe for an iTunes podcast and yes, yes, check out I what's going on at iamjenwilson.com head over to Instagram and give us a follow just am iamjenwilson, author and body, mind and soul coach. Welcome to the I Am where we explore who you are <laughs> and
1: the a year ago, she just had her um, first where, like, birthday and we like anything life. in life <laughs> the my first year of birthday. business is probably not um, where like most people
0: don't believe anybody April. gets
1: stuck in a pandemic but weekend
0: <laughs> she just celebrated her yeah, first birthday makes stronger, than I and so, yeah, so I wanted to get her on to have a chat about the motives behind about travelling to South East Asia, Asia for a bit, a little bit of about products, products, a little bit about her Australia story and her experience as being a business a owner. She is the just an absolutely from, delightful comedian. I love her to bits and I love her clothes as well.
1: Myself so included, listen to the, the podcast, and um, the show notes
0: will past. have the links to our like clothing I'm brands in the shop, for you if
1: you know, feel oh, like oh, picking so
0: out or like that dress is super cute, or like, in like order, that jumper really over whatever I've
1: got in the house. house don't really ever think of so like, so like how it got to the shop floor or the back. And as always, if you're listening to this and think of somebody, or you want to just share, please like, share, comment, give us some feedback, and really quite into Enjoy the show a lot, more about like slow fashion and plastics and fashion and just like lots of different things but I do feel like also fashion is important like not only for these people to have employment and work and like all like we all know now how important it is to have that and that structure in your life but also like fashion is a big massive way of people being able to express themselves no matter how they feel or what they look like people put on clothes to make themselves feel or look a certain way or a different way even yeah. if it's how they feel in their mind so with this combined I just really wanted to use this and start a brand it's so sustainable as possible obviously nothing's ever perfect but and just really educate people on the backstory and why I've chose to do this route yeah and why alright well, I might be a wee bit more expensive but I can also know that everybody is getting paid fair and if the farmer loses his crop from drought or from a bushfire that he'd still get paid and not have to plenty there and worse like people count like there is farmers that literally they only think once they lost their crop if they're not going to get paid their only option is suicide and it is horrible. Mm, that's awful
0: yeah you're saying about um like the price of your stuff not being it's not the cheapest but I was surprised at how inexpensive it was when I saw your stuff and I I went online to go I was like oh I'm expecting to pay maybe x amount for a hoodie or a pair of joggies whatever and I was so surprised I was like that's really reasonable considering the amount of ethical stuff behind the products yeah
1: definitely I think all these big fashion companies that like um are charging 60 70 pounds for a t shirt are making so much profit. Yeah, for me, this isn't about getting rich or doing good. I want to see everybody profiting from my profit. Don't get me wrong, obviously, business you need to make some sort of profit hmm. as long as I can live and I can pay my bills eventually, which isn't the case at the moment. I still work a full time job to subsidize, but I uh, don't make a uh, lavish amount of profit that I'm going to be have five holiday homes in Barbados in the next ten years but that's not why I'm doing it either it's definitely not about that for me so I wanted to make it at a price point that alright isn't that cheap but it isn't super expensive that people can't afford to buy it or can't afford to change their shopping habits because I've outpriced myself for gain of myself Yeah yeah definitely well your stuff I'm
0: um, wearing my trackie just now hoodie and joggies they uh-huh. <laughs> they are the most comfortable and cozy trackies and joggies that I've ever had like they're just they're just amazing when I first got the trackie I think I moved into it as I've never seen it off. <laughs>
1: Have bought house at similar price points, or a wee bit more expensive, like hoodie styles, um, from some of your like more premium online retailers, should I say? And like I've washed it, and after four or five washes, it looks absolutely shocking. Like it all bobbles down the arm, yeah. The lines faded. So most of my stuff's embroidered, but the stuff that is printed, I print with a vegan ink. So there's two reasons for this. Vegan ink obviously makes my clothing suitable for everybody, so not a lot of people think about that. But if you're buying clothes from high street shops and with a print, they're probably not suitable if somebody is quite a strict vegan, like believes in it throughout their whole lifestyle, yeah. it's not just a diet for them. And secondly, vegan ink doesn't contain any plastics, so yeah, normally when you wash something that's maybe printed it will start to crack after a few washes yeah seen that or like start to peel off so with my print it won't it'll start to fade so even though maybe after 30 or 40 washes you'll still have it but it'll be faded so it'll still be it'll still look retro people still want to keep it in their wardrobes whereas if it starts cracking and peeling people aren't really going to want to keep that it'll just end up unfortunately, in landfill or in one of these third world countries that seem to get all the clothes shipped to them now that they don't even want because they can't process. Yeah. Yeah. So So you
0: have travelled quite a lot and you said that you've been to Southeast Asia and seen all this stuff. Do you work with, like, quite closely then with these kind of people to get your products or are you still going through, like, a supplier that's sourced from them?
1: I still go through a supplier. Just because they are more focused. After about six months in business, I was trying to find my feet and find the most ethical like, solution to how to manage stock, keep stock levels. So at the start of this year, I've decided that I'm just going to do smaller drops of products. So I'm going to do like 20 of one product or 15 of one product. And once they're gone, they're gone and I'll move on to the next product. Yep. I do have five items that I'll just always have um, that you can purchase at any time but they will be made to order. The reason is like, I don't want dead and waste stock so the best way for me to do it is to go through a supplier but mm-hmm. the supplier's totally transparent they do do trips to where they're, you can go to India with them and see where they work from, their, their factory and their farmers they're, mo- they're more than happy to let you go and do that I would love to do that. But right now, obviously, before this pandemic. Yep. <laughs> I have went. But it's just money. It does still cost. I'd still need to pay my flights and stuff to India. Yep. But I had a visa for India when I first went travelling. And they'd spelled my name wrong, so i never get into the country. <gasps> oh, it was, nightmare. It was, it was just one woman and he threw a let me go, basically. And it was five in the morning and we couldn't vote. We couldn't phone the Indian embassy even though I'd already spoke to them and they'd agreed that they she wanted it in where she wanted to hear them say it and not just in written form. So yeah. they'd spell in like Penny, not Penny. Mm-hmm. So I uh, lost my flight basically. Oh, and that's yeah. There's nothing they could do about it. So, pity. But so I would need to apply for a new visa. It's not that expensive, but the flights and accommodation and stuff over there but it's definitely something that I do want to do like, in a couple of years yeah. over and make more connections and just get to know the people. You know me, I'm a very face-to-face person, like I like chatting away and being like very like conversational, I don't know if that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> You're
0: like, like conversationalists but in yeah. real life, that con- yeah. real live contact with people.
1: Yeah, like, it's a bit bizarre that I've got an online business, but I think that's just the way life's going, like, shops and that are, you not know, what they used to be and not a lot of people use them and stuff. But yeah. in an ideal world, I'd love it to go back, like, maybe 20 years and me have a wee shop on that. <laughs> and everybody came in and talked to me and I know everybody, like, that would be my dream. Yeah. i when it comes to stuff like that, but...
0: Yeah, you go to the markets so, though, like when the mar- the platform and the arches and stuff like that. So there's an element of you're still getting that face-to-face contact time without the risk of the overhead of having an actual
1: Yeah, uhhuh. Well platform markets actually ceased trading before all this happened anyway, they're not running it. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. But the I done quite a few pop-ups last year and it was good, like i done them all over. And it was just good to get feedback from people at real time. And like, um, towards the end, people were like, Oh, I seen somebody wearing one of your products. Mm -hmm. Or not even that, they were like maybe talking between themselves and that overheard that they'd seen people or they'd heard about me and stuff. So it is good, it does take time. Obviously, like, people think, you should do anti fame when the first year of business. These people probably been working behind the scenes for four or five years, then all of a sudden, within the year, you start seeing them everywhere, but yeah. that's a lot of hard work that they've put in for that. Like almost one year overnight success type thing. Yeah, yeah. There's, I think, quite a lot of people say that there's
0: like ten years behind an overnight success. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's like that's a slog.
1: <laughs> like to make it to one year, make it to three years, and then make it to five years. Like yeah, then world, like this is like such big milestones and I think for me as well because I do keep my overhead low that I have been able to manage to survive this first year especially like now with what I've with everything that's going on um I don't yet take a wage as we've said like I work full-time still
0: yeah
1: and I do everything myself <laughs> like literally Come home from a hour shift and by emails, or um, posting social media on my break, or yeah, I get up that very early. Like everybody in my work's always amazed that I've been up and had breakfast and been around all before eleven o'clock in the morning. But it's because I need to, because I need to fit everything in. So yeah, it's good and like I think in a way it makes me value everything that wee bit more by doing it all myself. Um, and makes me understand so that when I, was, I do come to maybe the time that I'm able to outsource something that I know precisely what I'm talking about and mm-hmm. precisely what I want them to do and I'm not being blindsided by jargon or the fact that their own website looks good or something like that like I, bet, like, I know what I'm talking about and what precisely I need them to do for me
0: Yeah, I think that's quite difficult because I've got somebody to do social media for me um, for a little while and I was just like can you do this for me and the, so they started asking me all these questions like what do you want it to look like how do we plan and I was like oh, I don't plan I just make stuff up as I go along and they were like no you can't do that <laughs> so they were then teaching me stuff so I worked with them for a couple of months but then when I surveyed my clients none of my clients found me on social media so I was like I'm putting money into trying to drive this for something that isn't where my clients come from because of the demographic of them so it then helped me still maintain my social media presence and that's that stuff like what they taught me that I needed to sort of think about and put in place but then uh, I could then take my attention to where my clients
1: do find me. Yeah definitely I've just been using this time to read lots of books and um, mostly yeah. business. Books. so I've actually just read a book called my one page marketing plan and like for you especially I would highly recommend that Yeah. But, um, it's just starting out in business Like even though that I've been in business I really feel like this year I wanted to define a lot of things and reading those books helped me understand um, where I wanted to go what direction and how do you put the plans in place to get there and it literally you can put it on a A4 bit of paper your full yeah. plan and it makes a book down into chapters and after your chapter it tells you to answer the question and then you fill that bit out and honestly, like for you, like you're saying, social media is a where you, like your customers find you? Yeah. But then it will show you ways to do maybe another type of marketing that your customers would find you from, and how to implement that. Which I found like really, really useful. Just makes you think about things in slightly different ways. Yeah. And, like like the high streets literally closed overnight because this pandemic. Like, what happens if there was to be like a virus online? and like just wiped out the internet for like three weeks like would your business survive like for three weeks with no internet like it's just trying to
0: think about different things it's got to be that double contingency of what can you do in real life in person what can you do and I think because what are you you're you're mid you're 30 next year next year yeah so you're, you're you probably are at that age where you don't remember life specifically before the internet like the internet would exist when you were born oh yeah. just just about like you'd have been a toddler
1: maybe yeah. when it came out Actually, like when we were in school it was like if your mum was on the phone you could
0: be on the internet <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> so I was in college when that when that life was so I went on through school with no, no internet I remember being in a computing class at high school and them saying one day you'll be able to send messages to other people across the room through the computer and we were like no way that's crazy like you just couldn't get your heads around it and now life happens through the whole computer.
1: Yeah I think in a way like my generation we're kind of like on the cusp like, and it's good because we do remember both in yeah. a way as well. but we're probably the last generation that remembers that but I think it is good for like things like marketing and stuff because, like we were saying before this, I'm not very, like, computer illiterate. I've had to teach myself loads. I wasn't <laughs> in school anyway. So, like, was, like, one of the good classes. Like, I was definitely not in the good classes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you, it's all, it all works really well, because I've ordered stuff from you. Like, I've ordered Hoodies, Joggies. I've just ordered the St. t-shirt. Excited about that. So you managed to get all that working for somebody who's not very tech savvy.
1: Well, I actually had put it all in place and then uh, my friend she does websites. I just made her like go and and check it all out and make sure it was all linked up. Like before like I use Wix websites which are really, really easy. Like people say Squarespace, I think, is easy. And I went on it and it was an absolute mindfield for me at but like I'm dyslexic so I don't know if it was maybe just like part of that was playing okay. a big part in that for me but I found works much easier to follow and like even the like stuck I am like help me I am stuck guides were like so much easier to follow yeah so uh, don't get me wrong it did take me <laughs> 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 but now like it add a product within like five ten minutes like I've kind of got it you know how to do that. Interesting you say that you find Wix really easy.
0: I, the first website that I built for myself was on Wix and I could not work it. I was just like, I don't understand this because it was all these shapes and everything all over the place. But I use WordPress, which is very text-based. So it's interesting that you're saying that you've got dyslexia and you find that really easy. And then I'm not dyslexic enough, I prefer the, the, the wordy way of doing it. The, yeah. That So it's, there is... A, a platform out there for everybody Like,
1: I would just say definitely play about with it and like at the end of the day even if you are going to pay somebody to do it for you go and like make sure that you can do the basics and that you understand your own website Yeah. because when you're in two weeks in the Dominican and you your website breaks or you're trying to launch a product and they can't do it for you like you do need yeah. to be able to do like at least the very basics
0: yourself yeah. I've I've had a website as well in the past that's been built by a web designer and we had to put everything through them to make changes and updates to it, which was a nightmare because they sometimes took two or three weeks to come back and by the time they would come back and done it, we had other changes that we needed made. And it's uh-huh. like, no, you do need that understanding of how to do updates for things like this when coronavirus hits. You need to be able to update your site then and then so that people know what your plan is. Like, there's so much
1: that you need to be able to do. Uh, And like, if you can't do that, there's maybe the person that does your website, maybe does 10 or 11 other websites, like the time they get to yours, they could just be getting to your website just now, this week, we're in week four. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it's strange and uncertain times, but we're all just trying to find our feet again, aren't we? I know, that's it. What do you hope that your business and
0: your world looks like on the other side of this
1: I think for me like I said profit was never a big thing for me for me it's a big community and like when I was at school nobody knew I was dyslexic and they always just thought I was like a wee bit of like a bam probably am a wee bit of a bam <laughs> 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 My whole collection is trackies um, <laughs> nothing um, wrong with that there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> isn't but I think as well like I went and got myself into classical uni and uni life wasn't for me I have always been very work orientated and I think it's just for me for my business what I want to do is help out in the local community and show people that you can do it like no matter what people tell you like if you really want something you can put your mind to it and yeah it does take hard work but you can do it and like I think with COVID-19 like a lot of people are trying to shop more independent and put money back into their own local economy so for me just now it's really about just trying to make connections get my name out there understand like try and get an understanding across about what I do, why I do it and just hope on the other end like I have been lucky like like you're saying you ordered that St Mungo's t-shirt I done my first ever collaboration on Saturday with another local illustrator she's amazing yeah uh, i've launched it as like a pre-order so everybody's ordered it will get it once lockdown's lifted but i had 20 t-shirts and i've sold 10 already yeah
0: so
1: people are supporting local like i know yeah. i know not everybody's got the money to buy products and that's absolutely fine as well like i've never been a cushy seller like that is not my style yeah but are liking your posts more or trying to comment on them or sharing them like so much more now which is really really good as well like even like local influencers like when you're writing to them or writing back and all that stuff all right it doesn't seem a lot but it does all add up in the background of like the, the internet works. that's yeah. pushing sure your name out there more and more and more the more you interact the more your name gets out
0: there so That's it, and the more support that you're going to be able to get because more people will be aware of you and know what what you're all about so that they can learn from you. What would you say were your biggest, oh my like, light bulb, oh, my God, I didn't know that lessons when you started looking into this school fashion stuff? Absolutely
1: everything. Like, (laughs) I do not have a fashion background. I had a dream, a plan, and... The motivation that when people tell me they can't do it that I definitely can and I like to prove people wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say I probably never done enough research at the start and not that I never done enough just there was maybe certain things that I understood a bit more. Um, I did get conned at the start and I did lose quite a lot of money um, but it is also a once it happened, I kind of seen it happening in slow motion, but I was already, yeah. um, mm. so I was able to stop it and just lose that money that I'd lost. Yeah. Um, and it happened at the start, which I'm glad because people. It happens to some people. Like I've been to business like talks and like um, networking events and that, and people get conned five, six years into business, and it's like much bigger. They take much more money, and it can really break a business from the inside. Luckily I didn't have a business name or anything it was just me trying to get my business off the ground so yeah it was a kick to the teeth but I learned like it was a massive learning curve at the same
0: time for me. Yeah I just don't understand how people can sleep at night knowing that they're doing that to people.
1: It just
0: makes me sad.
1: (laughs) <laughs> the people that done it to me, you've done it to a few people, and since that, people, other people have contacted me and
0: told me that they've done it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had somebody when I had my own studio. I had somebody that had rented the studio and kept telling me that the money was coming, the money was coming, and they ended up they owed me about two and a half grand, and they never, like, they never paid, like, paid a penny of it. They went off, and then I discovered afterwards that that's what they did. They went into other people's studios rented space made money in one one instance they got managed to get their name put onto one of the bills and ran up the bill and then walked away and left it and the person whose studio it was had to then pay all this money that they had run up and it's just like I don't I just don't get how these people think that what that what they're doing is all right
1: Especially think, in the small businesses. Yeah, I also think the law in this country is very relaxed on it because I know these people have actually been taken to court more than once yep. about about their situation. I don't bother it, like for me, it was like for me, I was so gutted and so upset that I just couldn't be bothered. Like it, for me, it was a learning curve. But for some of the people, I get why they're doing it because they a lot more money than me. But they've taken to court, and yet they're still allowed to keep trading. Yeah, because they know how to
0: work the system. They know if they just don't show up at court or whatever, they can just keep going.
1: Well, they've been, like, they've got found guilty, like, twice or three times or something now. Yeah. And I don't get, like, how they can keep reinventing themselves and keep doing it to people. Like, yeah. for me, it just gives me the fear of thinking about it. But Yeah, but then
0: it switches you on to being more cautious and knowing what to look out for. Yeah,
1: so absolutely- that
0: future transactions are safer for you.
1: Yeah, I was always, uh, I am a very trusting person, like, I believe, like, you're right till you you prove me wrong kind of yep. thing. I'll always give you the benefit of the doubt till you do something to show me otherwise. And I yep. think, not that it's changed me, but it's just made me a wee bit more cautious. Yeah, yeah. Especially in business life. <laughs> I know. It only happened once and it happened at the start. And Yeah. I think I've found my groove now, so hopefully... We're
0: good. We're yeah, sure. yeah. I hope so. Because as I say, I love your stuff. I totally live inside it. When it comes to sustainability, what would your advice be to people when they're just if they are somebody who was a shopper buy everything in every colour, kind of because it was only a pound a top or whatever. Where would you tell them to start?
1: Um, I would just say to them like. It is really hard because I get it from most point of view. Some people can't afford to buy sustainably and I completely understand that. And alright, yeah you do need new pants and buy five five pants for a pound right? I'm not saying everything in my wardrobe is 100% sustainable living in a million years. But I think when your clothes cost less than your food I think you should really think about it and think do you really need it? Like Are you going to get more than one wear out of it
0: Mm.
1: before it's done? Is it something that you could wear if it did last more than once? Yeah. Or are you just buying it for you? Like, well, it's cheap. Like, I think just now is the perfect time for everybody to go into their wardrobes and find what they have, like, dig it out. Yeah. I've got some sustainable wardrobe like to make a capsule sustainable wardrobe. I've shared them on my Instagram. I'll put them back up in my highlights and on my Facebook page. And it's just about thinking what's best for you. Like, do you need a little black dress if you ride more towards the skater side of life? Like, would you ever wear a little black dress? Probably not. So why would you then go out and purchase a little black dress? Just because somebody says... It's part of a ward- like a capsule wardrobe collection. Yeah. Like, you need to find your style and be comfy in it. Like yeah. I sort of all my wardrobe and people say put it in colours. And I don't have any colours. I've just realised it's all shades. <laughs> <laughs> just black, white, grey and denim. And I was like, so like from, oh and I've got a wee bit of pink like from my collection. but Yeah apart from that it's literally black white gray and denim so I was like all right so for me this year I, my brand was very like the three colors with yeah. the pink and green. so for me this year I'm going to try and put a wee bit more color in it like <laughs> a wee bit maybe maybe not like an illuminous color but like maybe a pastel starts
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ease into the colors.
1: Yeah. but I think my wardrobe is maybe only three shades, but everything will then mix and match across. I'm not saying been all colourful clothing because I follow this girl and she, her wardrobe is very colourful and she manages to make it all work. Like, yeah, orange dress and she shows you five ways to wear it, but I really just think find your style and then when your clothes do start to t- tire, like your five one pound t shirts then don't go out and buy five t-shirts. Yeah. And, like, just say your favourite colour is blue. Buy a nice £15 blue t-shirt. Yeah. It'll then, last a bit longer. And then, and then, you'll probably get a couple of years out of it if you treat it well. I don't tumble dry my clothes. I just, well, I don't have a tumble dryer, but I just wash them and then line dry them and then yeah. I don't even bring them, I steam them and all these things your
0: clothes last longer as well? Yeah, I mean I've got some of my clothes I've had for maybe 10 or 15 years, like I have I own clothes that that old because a while ago I was just like, I don't like shopping because every time I went out shopping I would try stuff on and nothing fitted, (laughs) It's it's like, I hate clothes, absolutely hate them, so I just stopped buying them, so now I just, everything, I do my best to look after it so that it lasts longer.
1: I also have a summer and a winter wardrobe so I take clothes out of my wardrobe when, like, when the summer months so I put them away so I'm not looking at them all the time so then when I bring them back out I feel like I've got new clothes but I don't actually like I've not yeah. my money but now in the summer, the spring summer I'll have maybe 10 or 15 new outfits from the pieces that I've took out my wardrobe and had Yeah and Then I get back down to winter Are you me. a good idea? And then the time I get back down to winter again, I'm like, oh, I love these trousers. I've not seen them in so long. Yeah. And I think that really helps as well. So just tips, like, all swaps. Like, start small. Just swap one item at a time. Yeah. Like, have a look. See what you've got. See what you keep buying. Most people buy the same thing. Like they'll have 25 leopard print dresses. So you obviously really like leopard print. Do like, <laughs> you know I mean? Like things like that. Aye. Yeah. Find like what you like and then stick with it. And even split your wardrobe up. So you have like maybe 30 or 40 pieces. I don't know, depending on how big people's wardrobes are. Some people's wardrobes are massive now. Um, 30 or 40 winter pieces and 30 and 40 summer pieces. And put them away. Put them away at like the end of August or September depending on where you live <laughs> take them out your wardrobe, put them under your bed and put
0: your other wardrobe back in yeah, my mum does that, my mum has a summer and winter wardrobe and she will be delighted to hear you say that if you've got something that you like just have those pieces because she loves chun- chunky knit cardigans <laughs> and how would her wardrobe But I'm like why have you like? but she's got them in a variety of different colours and she wears them all the time and I'm like Seriously, like you need to change your fashion, but she'll be glad to know that she doesn't need
1: it. Well, like, I really do like that. Like, I've got, like, 15 pairs of tracky bottoms. <laughs> and lots of grey and black colours. <laughs> that's, like, a lessy vintage pair. But, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, my go-to. Like, I'll wear them. i wear, like, trackies with a t-shirt and blazer. Yeah. I feel comfortable in that, like so why would I then start buying like black leather trousers? Like I because somebody said it online, it's not really my style.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So one my
0: mum was in Tenerife just before the, the all the lockdown stuff started happening and she was quite shocked to see somebody there a bag of clothes that they had taken on holiday with them they had literally bought them just for that holiday and they just put them out to the bin at the end of the holiday rather than traveling back home with them and my mum was like why can why can the holiday resorts not have like a collection where they go around places and they collect 10 people's holiday clothes that they don't want to travel with anymore so that they can then either donate them or recycle them or something like that do you know if anywhere has anything like that?
1: No, I don't know that, but I'm not in a lot of holiday resorts. Me, and that genuinely aren't like well off or well paid. And whenever I've spoke to them, I always leave my toiletries for them. Any toiletries. Yep. And if you leave only, I don't think every hotel lets them do it. Some hotels, if there is clothes left, the room staff, the like cleaning staff and stuff, I like to take them home.
0: Right, actually, useful
1: you know. But I think it's only certain hotels because some hotels think, oh, what happens if they phone back up? Yeah, yeah. And after the clothes are, so maybe it would be something that, like, they could try or something. Maybe after this, who knows? Like, because I think just now this is given like massive fashion retailers are like really, really struggling just now, mm-hmm. and this is the first time in the history of, like catwalks, all the catwalks, like fashion weeks. And all that, all their new collections have been cancelled. Yeah, like, are people really going to be that impressed with an online catwalk? Like, does it really do the clothes justice? Because what you see in a catwalk, you would never see like Sandra and Asda wearing. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> These collections are genuinely made just for people to come and see it as a show. It's almost like theatrical. It's like. Yeah. Like almost going to a theatre for some people, so if they make them virtual, are they going to have the same effect, or is that going to be all these clothes wasted? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, what happens to those clothes after they've had catwalks? Because obviously a lot of them are not wearable in real life.
1: So they're only made. So they only make one or two, yeah, items in their style, and they're kept and like. People, big um, fashion companies keep them and use them as like a lookbook almost, virtual lookbook. But people yeah. can have them also maybe like, like some red carpet people, some people wear them on the red carpet. Yeah, They can be used as like movie and movies or things like that, but most of them are just for show, which is sad. Yeah, it is,
0: because some of them are just like pieces
1: of art. Yeah, so like there are collections and like people will spend years or a year developing these bits, but yeah, it's also a lot of money and I think this year, normally like the shows pay for the clothes, if that makes sense, yeah. the tickets and stuff, but this year like they don't have that money and I think it really made them think about Bye. why. What they're doing, like, yeah, and try, I suppose you they have to try and work out
0: what's most important.
1: Yeah, I just sorry, um, so I follow like this, um, I'll save that actually oh, on Instagram. I follow the um, the fashion, the world of fashion, two seconds, that's not what it's called, I can't remember. <laughs> um, business of, yeah, the business of fashion it's called. Yep. And like, putting up really interesting posts over this coronavirus, like, just about how um, fashion's changing, um, the corona will push faster. Like, is it changing the way people think? Like, if... The companies skip a season or two. Who really needs more stuff, especially now? I bet a lot of them have passed season inventory. Why not sell that for a cheaper price? Brands we get rid of old stuff, get a bit of profit while they might buy those things they hadn't wanted in previous seasons but couldn't afford. Like these are just like some of the things that they're putting up. Like about bigger retailers because of all the dead stock and stuff that they have. Like yeah, and it's like I think. They are thinking about it. Like, do you need a seat? Do you need a new drop of clothes every week, or should you have a continuous collection? Like, I'm doing ten. You know, my my thought was at the start of this year before this happened was just to drop ten pieces, unlimited numbers. So, yeah, I've dropped twenty bags. I'll drop twenty with the collaboration. Yeah, and then I think I've got another another t-shirt coming after that, which will be twenty. But then I might just do like fifteen jumpers, and then I've got another wee idea coming um, for like. Three. Um, it was like more like you know how tote bags, the smaller ones, but like know how for the beach, you just put your sunglasses and yeah. your stuff in them. Obviously now we're not going to go to the beach, but I think <clears> I'll <I'm going throat> drop them because they're handy to have. Do you know what I mean? Like just wee yeah. bags. So maybe only drop like ten of them though. Uh huh. And then they're quite exclusive. Yeah, and people like exclusivity as well now. Like, people are starting to more, like, go for that. Like, when like H&M are collaborating with, like, Machino. not that I condone H&M's actions in any way, but, like, when they do their, like, collaborations with, like, Machino and Pringle and all that, they are the first things to sell out.
0: Yeah. I remember yeah.
1: when they did the Stella, was it Stella McCartney?
0: Yeah. Was that one of the first collaborations they did and people were queued up and climbing over the top of each other to try and get into the shop and, and like, buy the
1: stuff? Collaborations always sell out it, and it's because there's a limited number Yeah. Exclusive, and it's high-end products at a good price, so people want to pay for it and basically like that's what I'm trying to like show them my brand. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well I was quite excited when I saw the t-shirt. I was like, I, I need to get one of them. I need to
1: get one of them. <laughs> like like I was I wanted to do something Glasgow and you see all these like high fashion brands with like the, the celebs on the t-shirts and the um like Mona Lisa but with Kylie Jenner's face or whatever it is and I thought I really liked them but I was like it also really isn't my brand like what's there something that I can do yeah and I'm really proud to be from Glasgow like I'm pure patriotic when I go on holiday and all that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like fly like, the flag. <laughs> I like, will always come home, and like Glasgow will always be my home. I feel like, but I was like, how can I do like a penny twist on this? And the girl Evie Stella is amazing, really talented. She'd already done a drawing for me. Yeah. When I first started, and I just reached out to her and I said like, how would you feel about doing this? And she was like, oh my god, absolutely love it. So we thought, why not use St. Mungo, because he's the patron Saint of Glasgow. Yeah. And um, it looks quite funky. <laughs> now we all need to wear a crown back when we wear our wash tackies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board with that. Yeah, I know. It's, like, it's quite a vibe.
0: It is indeed. It is indeed.
1: That problem has been, like, overwhelming, like, honestly, been blown away. Sorry, my Sketches. sketch is Yeah. That's what so nice. it's,
0: it's, it's, brilliant. It's a brilliant sketch. It's so good. She's very talented because the the one that she did of you, I saw you sharing that. That's on your Instagram as well. That the picture that she yeah. drew of you. That's brilliant.
1: I. It looks like me. Yeah. Like yeah. people know me. People are so Like we got a new manager in my work game um, just after Christmas, and she didn't know my name, and she just called me Top Knot for the first like two <laughs> that's like how people describe me like my hair is always at the top of my head <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, funny. I went to see girls about having like a first birthday party in their studio and um, obviously before all this happened and they were like, you know what, surfers actually, but you normally know, have your head on top of your head and I was like, yes that's <laughs> 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 correct <laughs> 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 Is there
0: anything else that you want to talk about around sustainable fashion that I haven't asked you about?
1: I think, like, in the in the sense of the word sustainable, like, I am not... I know a lot of greenwashing and stuff's going on just now about the word and people are trying to jump on the bandwagon. And sustainable does mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And by no means am I saying that I'm perfect and I, I've covered all the bases and... There's definitely no room for improvement because that is definitely, there's always room for improvement. I don't believe that you'll ever be perfect at anything because that would yeah. be very boring. Um, but like I said, like my clothing's a 100% organic cotton, so there's no plastic fibres in that. Yeah. The embroidery is the same, the, uh, the ink that I used to print vegan, so there's no plastic in that. My packaging is all recyclable. Yeah. And I don't have a lot of dead products. I've got seven products hanging up there. Yeah. And that on my rail that I've just got still that are yet to be purchased. But apart from that, like, I do make as much as a conscious effort to be. I would say sustainable, but I would also say thoughtful, like just thoughtful about my actions and do I really need to do that or what could I do to make that better and just make small changes. Obviously, I'm open to any feedback as well. So if you do, you no, know, I've tried to learn about building a fashion brand, becoming a marketeer, becoming a saleswoman, a brand owner. Yeah about sustainability and that and if you are really clued up on sustainability and you do order something from me from me and you feel like you can tell me how we improve it by all means please just email me like i don't i'm not going to be upset or like give you any slander i would actually really love somebody to come along and say yeah have you thought about this or uh, have you tried uh, that or looked into whatever yeah uh, like you could do this like i was putting like swing tags on all my clothes and I was using cut off ribbon ends yeah so all the like ends of fabric and manders like just going to yeah. like. <laughs> obviously that does have plastic in it but it's less like ribbon will ha- contain some plastic fibers yeah but like dead stocks that would just go to landfill so yeah if it can be reused so you're never ever going to be 100% sustainable, but what I want to try and be is as circular as possible with, yes. it, with like the way people purchase, the way the profits go back into the community, the way that I hopefully be able to take on people in the future and keep it like as local, circular, and slow yes. as possible. While obviously trying to grow and achieve.
0: I know that's it. You're doing a great job. So those wee tie things that the wee bits of ribbon that come in, I then reuse them on the on my allotment. So when you need to like tie up plants so that they don't drop drip over, we, use, we re- reuse them over on the allotment so they're still then getting reused. Yeah, like I think as well, like with the ribbon, it is a wee bit nice. And people might want to like reuse them for something else, like a yeah.
1: tie a wee bit like longer bits of ribbon than maybe necessarily needed. But for the reason that maybe, like, you could put it in your hair or, I don't know, make, like, a wee thing in your sock jar for, like, lavender or something. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, so many things you could do with it, yeah. your like fruit and veg in your freezer with it. <laughs> Just reuse it, please, Come
0: on. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. So where are the best places for people to follow you? Instagram,
1: Facebook? Yeah, Instagram or Facebook. Um, yeah, I think, and I do have a website which I blog on as well. Yep. And it's not just blogs about fashion. It actually, opened us up and asked people what they would like to hear about, and they just saved my life because, <laughs> you are not, guys. My life is very comical. <laughs> if bad luck. I have no luck. But here we are. So, if you're feeling a bit low and locked down, <laughs> there is this wonderful, hilarious blog to follow. So yeah, check it out. But I think, yeah, just Lost Clothing on Instagram and Lost Clothing GLA on Facebook. And yep. then my website is lostclothing.co.uk.
0: Cool. I'll put links to all of them into the show notes. Fabulous. So that people can easily think it. Yep. Thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Yeah, I hope it's okay. It's my first ever podcast. Oh my God. It's like a week of first oh. for me. So, <laughs> I think that's what lockdown's all about for people <laughs> I do know I um, actually went like, so I couldn't really cycle a bike and like when I was a kid I had disastrous issues with it so I kind of like scarred myself and I've never been on a bike for about 20 years Yeah. and the other day I got a bike and this morning I went a 6k cycle and stayed on the bike the full time that's amazing, well done <laughs> So, <laughs> that's me done my outside exercise already and it's only half past 12, so stay in the house for me. That's, it's a good start to the day though. I'm lucky. I've got a garden, so I can sit outside. Yeah. But, you got to keep
0: going, don't you? I know. That's it. <clears throat>